Welcome back, Lawless Ladies listeners. Hey! I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm Ellie. Okay, now, Ellie, when you think about cocaine... Okay, (laughs) just woof, jumping right in. I'm jumping right in today. When you think about cocaine, you usually think about Pablo Escobar. Yep. Pablo Escobar, right. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. But when he was just a young little boy stealing cars in the 1970s, there was someone else that was trafficking large amounts of cocaine into the U.S. Ooh. Was it a bear? No. Oh, it was It was a lawless lady. Okay, well then what's Cocaine Bear about? (laughs) A bear that eats cocaine. That traffics it. Okay, okay, okay. A poorly trained cocaine bear. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay. But our lawless lady for today is a drug lord. Ooh. Griselda Blanco Restrepo. Have you heard of her? No, I've not. Griselda. Yeah. She she, was meant to be a drug lord with that name. Griselda. And they nicknamed her the Cocaine Godmother. Aw, like a fairy godmother? Yeah. It's a different kind of A little dust. dust. (laughs) It's a different kind of dusting. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) So she was born in 1954, although sources state that there's a little bit of confusion around which city. Okay. Um, Some say Cartagena. I think that's how you say it. Cartagena. Cartagena. Uh I'll use my Spanish background. You got that. Yeah. (laughs) All those classes I took. And others say Santa Marta, Colombia. At a young age, Griselda and her mother were living in a neighborhood, kind of like the red light district, which was a tolerance zone by the city where Medellin government made a bunch of crimes legal in the neighborhood, but they weren't legal anywhere else in the country. And so they're like gangsters, prostitutes, killers, like all living in her neighborhood. So she grew up in this like crime neighborhood environment. Lovely. Of course, she was going to be a criminal, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So she began her life of crime as a pickpocketer and prostitute at a very young age. Gotta diversify. Yeah. Her mom was an alcoholic and sold Griselda's, her daughter's body for money. Yeah. That's fucking horrible. Disgusting. She wanted to get away from her mom. And at age well, yeah. 11, Griselda kidnapped a rich boy from a different neighborhood and held him ransom. Wait, I'm sorry. At age 11? 11, 11 years old, she did this. Oh, when... Wait. When I was 11, <laughs> I was putting on Britney Spears rendition concerts in my living room. And this woman, girl... Yeah. Kidnapped a rich boy from her... That's crazy. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, Respect exactly. Griselda. My cousin and I were writing scripts for like little plays we were putting together with our dolls. Oh, yeah, and yeah, shit. yeah. Yeah, I I was part of a I was part of a Cheetah Girls S Oh, yes. group uh called the Diva Sisters. Oh my gosh, I love that. So, that was what 11-year-old Ellie was was Do you doing have her time. A VHS tape of this. I don't have a VHS tape. We never actually officially made it to the <laughs> concert stage. Right. Um, there were riffs in the group. Um, rehearsals were tough. 
Yeah. You know, it's a it's a lot on an eleven year old to be rehearsing. Exactly. Singing, dancing. It was too much. Little did I know I could have just kidnapped a rich boy from my yes. neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> like Instead. Griselda did. Um, that, was my, that was my bad. Parents of the boy didn't take her seriously because she's an 11-year-old child, well, right? Yeah. Guess what Griselda did? Killed him. <gasps> Cold blood killed him. She l- like would do whatever she needed to survive. She was a born criminal. Oh my God, that turned. <laughs> yeah, starting her life of crime very young and now... She's 13 years old. Wait, did she get arrested for that or no. anything? Nothing happened to no. her? No. Okay. Because remember, all these crimes are legal in this oh. neighborhood, I guess. So I think, yeah. There was just bigger fish to fry. Maybe. I don't know. That's uh, wild. And then at age 13, she started to have this relationship with a much older man. Her boyfriend's name was Carlos Trujillo. Trujillo. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's funny about the name Carlos. My very first date I ever had in my entire life was with a Carlos. And he brought me roses to the movie theater. Carlos. And I had to, like, walk around the movie theater with these roses. And it was so embarrassing, but it was cute. It is very sweet, but it's also very stupid. Yeah. Because what am I supposed to do with these fucking flowers now? (laughs) We have to go see a movie for two hours. It was so sweet, right? Stick them in a little cup holder. Yes. So my fond memory of Carlos, this Carlos that Griselda started to date, he was not the best of a man. He was a human trafficker. Good. Um, Good. And actually, Griselda learned a lot of her skills from him in forging passports and documents. And she became like an expert in forging documents. They smuggled thousands of people into the U.S., Holy Isn't that wild? Shit. Just the two of them and their Damn. their network, but that's a skill. By nineteen years old, so she's been with oh my God, Carlos. She's still so yes, young. nineteen. Griselda and Carlos were married with three sons. <gasps> Holy! Isn't God. that wild? They three kids at nineteen, and they fucking... lived both in the U.S. and Colombia. No. Fast forward to nineteen seventy, and she's twenty-seven years old. Carlos died suddenly and suspiciously mm. of liver failure. Mm. So Griselda took over the business. Of course. There was a lot of speculation that she murdered him, but it was never confirmed. Okay. What do you do? You I mean. Let me tell you a little okay, more yeah. the story, and then you make your decision on if you think she killed him. Okay, okay. Because sure. okay. the next me. couple stories about her may <laughs> guide <laughs> your influence <laughs> your yeah yeah. Because right after her husband's death, she already had lined up a replacement for him, another gangster. Oh, Alberto Bravo. Ooh, and he so sounds brave. Yeah. Right? <laughs> So, so Griselda learned at a young age that she had to develop relationships with men that financially benefit her or okay. give something to her that will make her life better. Which, I mean, let's be honest, these men need contribute less something, <laughs> right? She's not wrong. <laughs> right? And so Alberto was a cocaine smuggler. Okay. And he was very small time, but Griselda wanted to build a cocaine empire. She wanted to do it in America. Oh, yeah. Okay. They were perfect partners at the right time, the right place, with the right product. Gird your loins, America, because <laughs> here comes a wave of crime and destruction from this couple. Ooh, gird your loins. I know. I totally wrote that. That was not AI, I swear. 
<laughs> Buckle up. That's another Buckle up. Yeah. That is one of my favorites, actually. I know, right? It's the just... buckle up, bitches. You yeah. can't get any better. It's just... <laughs> You know? Okay. Sorry. Get ready, y'all, because it's 1973 now. I'm ready. Griselda and Alberto moved their drug headquarters to New York City. Prime cocaine. New York City in the 70s. Right? They wanted to make money smuggling across the whole U.S., so they created a distribution network. Then they just needed to import mass quantities. Okay. Easy. Something interesting I found out about the 70s was a lot of Colombian dealers, they would actually get their cocaine from neighboring countries of Peru and Bolivia. Mm -hmm. And I just assumed that all of the cocaine coming out of Colombia was like made in their domestically in their country. Right. Mm -hmm. But what they do and what Alberto was doing was he would buy the cocaine from the other countries and then there was open, unguarded borders into Colombia, and then they would bring them in and repackage them in Medellin. Medellin, yeah. So, sorry, I was just making sure. Medellin with that two L. The two L's makes the z- 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 oh, sound for okay. some reason in this only in Colombia with Medellin. So it's great. I had because that's where I went, right? Yeah, so I had to learn that real quick. So I said the same thing. Medellin, Medellin. Because that's what it is in Spanish. Like, that's normally what it is. And then I should say Colombia instead of Colombia, like us Americans. Like a a Colombia. (laughs) (laughs) Your Colombia sounds sounds beautiful. Um, (laughs) But when I was in Colombia, I learned a lot about the cocaine trade. Yeah. I love me a a historical tour. Oh, right. Yeah. Especially if you're traveling alone. It's just the best way to get to know the city that you're in. And then you can actually meet friends. And on the tours and they're stuff. usually it's local people and they have a good story it's to great tell for the economy yeah yeah it's it's awesome and this tour was amazing and we learned that too and it was so mm-hmm. wild to find out that Co- Colombia is mostly with the distribution but part yeah. of that was because of Pablo Escobar because he wanted to like own all the distribution systems mm-hmm. so people who wanted to get it out of the U.S. were kind of like competing with him yeah so i wonder too if maybe that was part of like oh pablo's coming around the river with this story so (gasps) okay don't you worry thank you for the foreshadowing i'm sorry i'm so excited okay cool yeah yeah okay so let's see if i can say medellin medellin okay perfect thank you (laughs) they're repackaging all this cocaine and then they're Sending it then into the U.S. And so Griselda heard her husband, Alberto, was skimming profits and Mm. having an affair. So guess what she did? She killed him. Of course. (laughs) That's what I would do, too. They had a little shootout, but she won. um, Taking my money and my dignity. Yep. And then after that, she got the, she earned the nickname Black Widow because she mated him and then she killed him. So that's what the Black Widows do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah she's so badass i know and, and then terrible and yes not right as a human but and of course word hits <gasps> the streets that she murdered her own husband right right and that's family right yeah. it was supposed to be <laughs> yeah right she also reportedly killed her third husband dario oh sepulveda a drug trafficker and hitman so she was probably murdering all three of the husbands holy shit yeah isn't that wild? How is she just like willy nilly? 
<laughs> she was shooting them, or just—I mean, some of them she had people kill them, and then oh she killed Alberto because they had a little back and forth yeah, fire because he was and being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So I definitely think just going back to the first, I, I, I'm pretty yeah. positive she, she probably, probably did something too. and poisoned him to fuck up his liver. Yeah. That's what I'd assume. Mm-hmm. Griselda was really clever because she hadn't been caught for any yeah, of these crimes. Okay. I was gonna say. And thought of a new way to smuggle the cocaine into the U.S. They had women that were, like, creating garments, like, lingerie and things, um, like, in a factory kind of situation. And she told them to sew the cocaine into the bras and underwear. So it wasn't bulky. Her traffickers that she had were solely beautiful Colombian women. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. She told them to kind of flirt and, like, be overtly sexual to distract the border guards. Of course. So they were, like, dressed really well, attractive women. They could hide one kilo of cocaine in their undergarments, Mm. which was $10,000 in net profit for her. Holy for Griselda. Shit. And no one would suspect a young, beautiful, nicely dressed woman would be wearing a padded bra with cocaine. Uh-huh. <laughs> because, like we've been talking about, men always underestimate us tiny little women throughout um, history. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so annoying. But it's also... just all, all of the spies and everything like that. They were able to get away with so much, which, hey, go us women. <laughs> I know. And we're just like clever enough to take advantage of it, I suppose. That well. is very true. We're just like, who, me? Little, little, little me? me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. These drug mules would bring the drugs into New York City, where her underground network was waiting. So then police, like, quickly saw this new wave of cocaine coming into the U.S., and they set up an operation called Banshee. And so this was to find Griselda and take her network down. 1975, the DEA get a break. A small-time dealer was arrested and threatened with 30 years in prison. He told the police his supplier and distributor was... Leela Prada, and so then they wired Leela's apartment, and they actually struggled to understand the conversations over the phone, even though I had a Puerto Rican native Spanish speaker, mm-hmm. like, listening to it. He couldn't understand a lot of it because it was, like, code and slang, oh. and it was, like, specifically to their neighborhood in Medellin. Clever. If someone said, someone left the funeral meant the cocaine was en route. Beautiful children with good bones meant high 100% cocaine with crystal. Holy shit. It's just so wild. Great code. Their jargon that they used from their hometown was hard for them to understand. Also, Griselda had, like, really good forged documents. Mm-hmm. So they, oh, the police, like, yeah. And so the police weren't able to, like, track her down ever. But they, like, know what she's doing. This... Carmen and Gloria Caban are these sisters, and they're serving time for being drug mules. And they're in Riker Prison in New York City. And Carmen's like, I'm not going to talk. She was so fearful. But then they offered her witness protection and a chance, keyword is chance, to see her family again. So Carmen gave up 37 Colombian drug traffickers in New York alone. Then she gave up Griselda Blanco, the mastermind. We're getting, the DEA is getting closer and closer, so they have enough info to indict her, 
But guess what? They couldn't find her because they don't even have a photograph of her. So it's like the 1970s, remember? Like, Yeah, okay, got you, right. So she came and went into the U.S. using a different fake ID every time. So how do you arrest someone that's moving in and out of the country? And this is before computers and video cameras. She would just go underground and totally, like, disappeared. The police weren't the only ones that were looking for her, though, in New York. Pablo Escobar was on her heels now, too. Mm-mm. So Pablo wasn't afraid of her. Everyone else in Colombia was afraid of her, but Pablo was not. It's 1975, Pablo and Griselda, they're fighting. They're trying to kill each other. They're sending their best assassins after each other. It's a full-blown war. Yeah. So Griselda decided to ramp up her violence. She wanted to be top trafficker of the cocaine. She implemented motorcycle drive-by shootings. She was the first to do those. Holy shit, Griselda. So, like... People just on motorcycles. Yeah. Because in the past they were in cars, but like motorcycles, you can like get into smaller streets and True. And if you think about like probably some of those small towns like going around, you you probably would get stuck in a car. So that's my thought. It was like easy to get away fast. And they go pretty fast. And also you could like turn you can shoot from yeah directions too. And you could have two on a motorcycle, one could be shooting everywhere. Yeah. Shoot everywhere. Wow, I mean, but innovative. Yeah, right? Look at her trying well, new things. You know, just getting out there, doing her own yeah, thing, putting so her own she, little spin on it. She did the motorcycles, and then she also had the drugs in the bras. So, yeah. like, she is very innovative for the drug trafficking industry. Oh, Griselda. Oh, I mean, now it's done. Now it's, like, the late 1970s, and Pablo Escobar is killing and bribing police. He ended up taking control of the airport and Medellin. It's the same airport that Griselda used to export her cocaine. So she's like, fuck, how am I supposed to get my cocaine out? The DEA officers in New York City are after her. Pablo's after her and she can't export. Where does she go? It's 1976 and three years into the Operation Banshee and the DEA get a tip in Miami. So she ends up in Miami. Informants revealed Griselda's aliases to custom officials. So now they have a photo of her face. Oh, shit. From the documents. Oh, no, Grizzy. So now it takes them a couple years. And 1979, there's like this assassination in a like a rival gang of hers in the middle of the day, like at a mall. There's like this big killing. So the DA is like, this looks like Griselda's crew. And so they're trying to find her in Miami. They even name her crew after that that killing cocaine cowboys. Oh my God, the cocaine cowboys. I know, Florida, of course they would. But (laughs) she thinks killing always solves the problems. You know, that's how she, she rolls. So the DEA keeps getting closer and closer with all these like incidents that keep popping up. Now we're at 1982. So, like, it's years and years that these things keep happening and they still haven't caught her. June 1982, there's this family. They're called the Lorenzos. They had a massacre in their home. Like, you could tell people were, like, running away due to, like, the blood spatters. It was so gruesome. People were shot multiple times. They were tied up. There's evidence of torture. It was just, like, a hot mess. So the Lorenzo family were cocaine dealers. And police were like, hmm, This seems like something Griselda would do, murder over cocaine. And she's into the cocaine biz. Very on brand for Griselda. Resolve your problems with a hit, you know? Mm -hmm. 
you know, I get it. I'm an Aries. Go zero to a thousand. But damn. <laughs> I know. That seems like so intense. And were the cops at this time just like any time of cocaine family or like related person got injured or hurt, they were like, it's gotta be Griselda. It is. That's what it seems like. like. They just keep <laughs> like being like, this that, seems like her, but yeah. they're wildly different crimes. Yeah. Like, to- <laughs> Anything that's gruesome, they're like, that's her. I mean, if it is a motorcycle shooting, it's definitely her. That makes sense. Yeah. So I'm like, were they seeing like motorcycle tracks like in, <laughs> in the, the, bo- in the crime room. scenes? They, like- they did not at this one, uh, but it definitely looked like people were running away and they kept shooting them oh. and blood splatters. So It's terrible. While Griselda lived in Florida, she ordered over 200. Hundred revenge attacks. Holy shit! So she's just like pew she's pew got pew. pew. Pro- she's got some anger issues. During this time, she was shipping over three thousand four hundred pounds of cocaine into the U.S. monthly. That's in one month. Wait, how much? Three thousand four hundred pounds, <gasps> which um, she made eighty million dollars <gasps> a month. A month. Her network was all over the U.S. So if you were doing coke in the late 1970s, it was probably Griselda's. Holy shit. I mean, I know Pablo was doing his shit at that same time, but, like, I think she was a little earlier 70s. Yeah. He was maybe a little later. and she Cornered the market. Yeah. Like, just wild. That's, um, that's so much cocaine. Right? That's so much. I mean, all of the stories from the 70s and 80s was like coke everywhere. To think like, man, people really do like that drug. I know. I don't know why. It just feels like a less delicious cup of coffee. Yeah. When people smoke weed, they're just like fun and happy and chill. chill. Yeah. And it's all good vibes. Whereas cocaine is all the bad vibes. You could bottle up. They're definitely devil vibes. So bad. Yeah. (laughs) People get really bad on that. So anyway, anyway, don't do do cocaine. (laughs) Don't do cocaine. It's not fun. And it makes you the asshole. Always it the always asshole makes in every you, situation. And as soon as you think that guy's an asshole, probably on cocaine. It's you. It's you. <laughs> so anywho, anyway. um, police knew that Griselda was alive and running her operation, but they had no clue where she was hiding. Of oh, course. Okay. You know, they... I mean, with 80 million coming in a month, like, she could literally stay in a different place yeah. every night. She's just bouncing around and they had to lure her out and set a trap so they would have airtight evidence. Okay. Because they're like, if we're going after her and we're going to take her down, we got to have the evidence, right, to support it. She had three sons, Hubert, Osvaldo, and Dixon. And oh. they were... <laughs> And they were um, from her first husband, first one that she probably murdered. Probably, know. but not definitely, but mostly. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. And they were the three distributors of her American drugs. And so San Francisco, Miami, and L.A. is where they were distributing. After all of Griselda's murdering and all of the fighting she had do- been doing, like, really she couldn't trust anyone besides her sons because mm-hmm. her own flesh and blood. And really a lot of drug businesses are family businesses yeah. because you're you got to trust people and you can't. So no, you can't trust any of these motherfuckers. Nope. So the police they're like, "All right, we got to get some insider info from one of her sons." 
So now it's April 1983. Okay. And one of the DEA agents found a Colombian serving time in Texas named Jerry Gomez. Guess what Jerry had done? He had sold motorcycles to Griselda's sons and Medellin for the motorcycle shootings. Oh, oh no, See? Griselda. I know. So the DEA let him out in exchange for Jerry to launder some money of Griselda's from one of her sons. So they were going to catch her doing something naughty. Griselda's son Dixon in L.A. was interested and he was ready to take the bait. Yeah. Jerry had a wire on and Dixon said his mom is always traveling between Miami and LA. So at least that narrowed that down a bit for the police. Griselda ended up taking the bait too. In May 1984, she met in person in a hotel in LA with Jerry. And Jerry was wearing a wire. Oh shit. But Jerry was so terrified of Griselda that he couldn't even, like, put a logical sentence together. And Griselda's like, hell the fuck no. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's like, she smelled something wasn't right. Immediately, she's like, this is not cool. I'm not doing this with you. However, the police were still able to get a property name out of some of the recording with Jerry in L.A. Mm -hmm. So they found a utility bill and then they captured her. All the bill? The bill, the utility bill. How? They were able to find that address and then they went there and she happened to be at that fucking place. And it was just some building. It wasn't like anything fancy. It was just like one of her places that she would just hide out in. Oh, my God. Yeah. Go, Jerry. Within months of capturing her, then they captured her sons as well. It was real fast. And she had this masterful operation, and the DEA took it down pretty quickly with uh, Jerry's help. Wow. All because of Jerry. Jerry, this guy fumbling through, you know, (laughs) motorcycle seller. (laughs) And so Griselda served 13 of her 15 years for drug trafficking in New York City um, federal court. And I just feel like 15 years for drug trafficking, all that, all those drugs, that seems really low to me, but... Seems like she was doing it for a really long time and had no intention of stopping. So in in my mind, I think she should have gotten at least like... 30 yeah you would have twice right it seems like that but maybe that was before the war on drugs was in the 80s and this was like earlier 80s but anywho 1994 she's out but then she gets put on trial for murder in florida oh so so they separated them out yeah okay But there was a sexual scandal between a witness and the prosecution. Really? Yep. And I have a feeling she probably made that happen or something. And it became public. And the prosecution had to, like, cut a deal. It was like a forced deal with her. So she only served seven years for murders, all those murders she was doing in Florida. Wait, I need to hear more about this affair. So the prosecutor was fucking one of the witnesses? I think so. And because of that, it caused, like, either he could have a mistrial. Yes. Or he And she would get completely off or they could do a deal. Oh, my God. Yeah. Men with your dicks. Dicks. You know and what I mean? I have a feeling what she probably did is she coerced this witness 
with her people him. and said, like, if you don't seduce this man and fuck him, we will murder all your family. Is she what I'm guessing. I don't know if that's what happened. They didn't have any details that about does that. Sound like her. It sounds like Griselda, right? That's what the Miami police would say. <laughs> it sounds exactly <laughs> sounds like her. just like Griselda. But no, it does. I mean, that would make sense because she also, like, that's how she trained her her women that were smuggling yeah. drugs, right? Yeah. Like flirt with Flirt them, with the guards. Make them the feel orders. like you want them. This yeah. And the third. She learned at a young age, you got to use your body. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's now 2004, and she's done with the prison, and she gets deported back to Colombia, her home country. So she arrived home, and she kind of disappeared. She hid for about five years. Damn. In September 2012, at age 69, she was going into a butcher shop, and pew, 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 drive-by motorcycle <gasps> murders her. Oh, my God. Her own invention her murders own. her. Do you think it was her, her old crew? No, I think it was probably uh, Pablo. <gasps> Was she back? She just laid low. She wasn't back in the game. It sounded like she was just laying low because she was 69. Mm. So, you know, she had been in prison. She probably had some millions hidden somewhere. Yeah. You would want you know, I would dig them in a treasure box and put it in the backyard somewhere. Really good idea, Jenna. I feel like I would probably, maybe I would hide mine in the hollow of a tree. Mm-hmm. Or oh. I'd spread it out. To different places. Yeah. That would Bury help. A million here. Because <laughs> we don't there. trust the banks, the financial institutions. <laughs> no, I want it in gold bars. Griselda was known as female Al Capone. You know, she resolved everything with a gun. If she owed you money, she didn't want to pay you, she'd kill you. If you owed her money, she'd kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, she just really liked killing. She it just did. Seems like it was one of her favorite pastimes. Yeah, and she killed her husbands. I'm pretty sure all three of them, and she had this black widow name, and she paved the way for Pablo Escobar. Really, truly, with her distribution and mm-hmm. all of that, and she was the godmother of cocaine. There's actually. Um, a series coming out on Netflix with Sofia Vergara oh. playing Griselda. <gasps> Insert plug. Hey, Netflix, Netflix. sponsor us. <laughs> Netflix, been a while. We'll Just send... thought I'd check in, follow up on that email. We'll send can. all of our lawless ladies listeners to watch documentaries about our ladies we in do crime. That for you, Netflix. If you give us some for money the, for the small. Pittance, a pittance, really. Yeah, a small fee of twenty nine thousand and eight hundred and forty seven dollars <laughs> a week. That's oh, it. perfect! I love it. That's it. That's it. That's it. You You'll know? be making lots of money from us, so you're welcome. You're welcome, Netflix. <laughs> in advance, you're welcome. We haven't done a sponsorship in a minute, so I, I know figured... we're supposed to have one on every episode. Every until episode they, until, until we get canceled or they they get, get canceled. canceled. <laughs> we will badger uh, everyone until they we're help. really good badgerers. Yes, very true. <laughs> Well, thanks, Jenna. That was yeah. such a good story. I know. I have. I have never heard of her before. That's so cool, and I'm so yeah. excited to watch that <clears throat> Netflix. Well, there's um, there's also another 
there's like a movie about her that Catherine Zeta Jones did as oh, well. But yes. that one, a couple of the things I was like, I don't know if this is real or not, but she has a lesbian lover for a long period of time Ooh, in okay. it. And I couldn't find any of that in any of the other stuff. So oh, they may have added that Hollywood. in. Yeah, because we all want to see Catherine yeah. Zeta Jones. Who doesn't want to see Catherine Doing Zeta it Jones. with everyone. Like, honestly. <laughs> honestly. She's gorgeous. But even yeah. with a woman, yeah, no, that would be hot. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Jenna. Yeah. I really love that story. Okay, yeah. so now remember, kids, no cocaine. No cocaine. No murdering, murdering people, people on your motorcycles. Okay, no motorcycles because they're really dangerous anyway. Even if you don't have a gun on them, that's true. Sure. That, yeah, if you are going to ride, wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. Thank you. Jen. Look at us mentoring the youth of America. Yeah, I. I mean, I think there are other millennials that are listening. <laughs> I don't think the youth are listening to us. I think we're, you know, maybe. Well, um, I'm going to make my nieces listen to this, so yeah, we it. need all the follows and likes <laughs> we can get, y'all. <laughs> we do. We do. Thank you. Thank you so much, and thank you guys out there for listening. We will catch you next time. Later, Gators. <laughs>